You're listening to Wellbeing Connection, the CMHA Manitoba and Winnipeg podcast. I'm your host, James Wellsman. The Canadian Mental Health Association, Manitoba and Winnipeg, wishes to acknowledge that we are gathered in Treaty 1 territory at the crossroads of the Anishinaabe, Métis, Cree, Dakota, Ojukri Nations, and on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe peoples and the homeland of the Métis Nation. In today's episode, James, Stephen, and Brandon will be providing a ride update for Brandon's Ride 330 Challenge and the progress with fundraising for Ride Don't Hide 2021. Following this discussion, you will hear a conversation between myself, James Wellsman, and my co-host, Brandon Friesen, and we'll be talking about environmental wellness and how it relates to Ride Don't Hide. None of the content in this podcast is intended to replace the advice given to you by your medical team. If you are in crisis, please phone the Manitoba Suicide Prevention and Support Line at 1-877-435-7170 or text CONNECT to 686868 for the Kids Help Phone. Hi everyone, it's James and I'm with Brandon and Steven and we're going to be talking about the fundraising efforts for Ride Don't Hide and also giving a Ride 330 update. We are talking about environmental wellness as one of the eight dimensions of wellness today. Super important and you'll hear a lot about that in the body of the podcast as we move past the ride update it's going to be really cool just to learn all the different elements of environmental wellness so without further ado brandon can you give us an update on your ride and your training so far yeah hey james so i was intending to do um 100 kilometers this weekend but i did so i didn't quite reach that um but i did reach 60 kilometers on saturday at birds hill uh, which was super exciting. I still feel that that was an accomplishment because I was riding in about, uh, I think the high was about 34, 35 on Saturday. Um, so I went through about five liters of water. Um, and uh, you can imagine how I looked after I finished that. So, uh, but it, I felt great. It was awesome. So, um, and I stopped at the snack shack at Birds Hill to grab some French fries and carb up midway through. Um, and I went through, uh, went through that area and I'm sure a few people might have seen me. I was wearing my pride socks. So I was uh, nice and colorful that day. So uh, I also think that added a little uh, layer of safety to the, uh, uh, to the day because uh, I'm sure I was noticeable. So, um, so yeah, so that was super exciting. Um, this week I'm gunning for the hundred kilometers on the Saturday, this Saturday. So I'm hoping for some weather that's not nearly as warm. Um, and yeah, I'm just going to kind of continue to wrap up kind of like Judo said, uh, some of the best training advice is he was saying, if you're going to go a long distance, um, you know, joy, be joined by people that support your goals and your values. And then he said, um, uh, just ride because you just need to continue to get those kilometers in. Um, that was some of the best training advice I think that I've taken. So, uh, going to aim for a nice long ride this weekend in preparation. So. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's a great, uh, great cue in for uh, our topic today is environmental awareness and um, being joined by uh, people in your environment to contribute to your wellness. So um, maybe this is a good time to just uh, really, you know, announce on the podcast anyway that um, I'll have some people accompany me on this ride, some new special guests, which is exciting. 
uh, Emily Potter and her sister uh, will be joining me and my brother for the challenge on, uh, on June 26th and 27th. Um, so that'll be exciting to have some more people there that uh, you know, also enjoy riding, but also enjoy um, contributing to a fundraiser like this, um, bringing awareness about uh, mental health and, uh, and how important it is to, to do things like this for your well-being, but uh, uh, not only doing physical things, but also um, you know, doing activities such as fundraising uh, and supporting, supporting youth mental health and the CMHA. So it's going to be super exciting to have uh, Emily and her sister join me and my brother. So um, no competition. I, I don't feel that heating up at all. Whoever's going to get to heckle first. Maybe whoever gets to heckle first gets a, gets a free burger or something. I'm having a burger anyway. So, Yeah, you know, Brandon, I think it's, uh, it goes without saying that Emily Potter uh, is one of Manitoba's finest basketball players uh, playing for Team Canada uh, around the globe. Also, Emily brings uh, her own lived and living experience uh, with mental health. And has an incredible story, and we're really, really excited. This is Emily's fourth ride, don't hide, uh, with us at CMHJ Manitoba, Winnipeg, and we couldn't be more thrilled that she's taken up this challenge. And so, we want to encourage people to to join Brandon's ride. We're really excited that Co-op is sponsoring our nutrition, so those burgers and those uh, Gatorades and all the things that you need to do to hydrate yourself, the protein. Uh, we're really thankful for co-op to st stepping up and being able to provide all those pieces for us uh, as we're riding our our uh, you know bikes it's so important to replenish and so it's great that you're working on that ride brandon uh, i'm so excited to see the pictures that are on instagram and on all our social media platforms uh, following your blog is great uh, one of the great things that we have the opportunity to do is partner with uh, businesses and organizations that really believe in Ride, Don't Hide uh, and the promotion of mental health and awareness uh, within their communities. And because this is a, a Manitoba-wide ride this year, uh, we have people who are sponsoring us in Thompson, in the Paw, uh, in the Parkland region, in Selkirk, all throughout Winnipeg. Uh, one of the greatest corporate champions that has come on board is our friends at Manitoba Government Employees Union, second largest union in Manitoba. And they are going to match up to $25,000 from their members who are participating in Ride, Don't Hide. And we've earmarked that uh, fundraising effort for workplace mental health because we know that a lot of people are really struggling and they need that support. And I'm so excited that CMHA Manitoba Winnipeg has a workplace health and safety uh, lead here. And I know that the, the fine folks at the MGEU are setting up their teams and they're going to uh, ridedon'thide.com, our platform where people can sign up. But, but we really want people to join this team and this whole podcast for the for these eight weeks is really about reinforcing how our movement makes us feel better, uh, getting ourselves out of isolation and connecting. So, Brandon, it's so great uh, to hear about going to Birds Hill, and I imagine some people were maybe asking you, you know, what are you doing? You know, like you you're wearing these these fun socks, and uh, you know, have what have you heard from people? 
you know, in your community, as you're uh, sending out those, those invitations to, to write alongside you? Yeah, the feedback has been great. There's been, you know, people that are interested, interested in, um, you know, planning their own ride. Um, and a lot of people say, well, I don't have a bike and how can I get involved? And it's awesome because they can plan their, their own ride that doesn't necessarily need to be on a bike, which is super exciting. So I'm hearing a lot of really creative things that people are doing for their ride 330 or their ride, whatever their ride there is. Um, and then also just when I'm, when I'm encouraging people to join my team, um, they're just really interested in knowing a little more about CMHA and all the supports. A lot of people are, um, you know, that message around youth mental health promotion and, and how important it is to raise funds for our youth is, is so important. I was chatting with my neighbors over the weekend uh, and they were talking to me about how, you know, they're noticing that their grandchildren are, you know, are really struggling right now. And, and when I told them what I was doing, they said, I want to support that. Um, and I want to, and I want to join your team and uh, tell me more about that and how I can get involved. So um, I think there's a lot of feelings in the community right now that, um, you know, our youth could, could certainly, I mean, you know, all of Manitobans can use support. Um, but I think that it's really resonating that our youth are at a, at a particularly vulnerable point right now. So, um, so it's been the feedback around that has been awesome. And I mean, I think just being able to share about our thrival kits, being able to share about the speak up program and all the different youth supports that are available. Um, it, it's just been, it's been a really great experience to share about that. Your inspiring ride has inspired me too. And when I went to just as you, the listener might go to the link below to join Brandon's team. I joined Brandon's team. I've started my fundraising. I'm about a third of the way there. And for my ride this year, I chose yoga. And so as I am, as I'm preparing for my yoga ride this year, I started with breathing exercises. So for the last couple of days, just connecting with the reasons why I do it as you heard in the last episode with Junel, who's doing the Trash Stigma event this year, he really talks about connecting with the reasons why, and that really resonated with me. So connecting with the reasons why you ride this year is so important. And so I'm thinking about the youth who are really struggling this year, and I'm thinking about what I can do for myself by moving more, by breathing, doing these breathing exercises that will help prepare me to get in the mindset for yoga. I am, I'm helping to move more and then through doing that I'm giving back and by doing all that I'm feeling better and I can spread the total good in the world that's what I always think about if you help yourself you can spread the total good in the world and help the entire world in your way and so that's why we ride our way this year and helping your environment all around you'll hear more about that as we go through the podcast whether it's your home or the environment around you, the community around you. We really encourage you to connect with what makes your environment a positive space and create a positive environment around you as you're training for your ride, just as you'll hear Brandon will be doing this year as well. You know, James, it's really exciting uh, to hear what you're doing for yourself and, you know, this kindness and this idea of taking care of ourselves, uh, What's been really good about COVID is it's brought more attention to how do we look after ourselves? And I think Ride Don't Hide allows communities to come together. In fact, I was talking with a 10th grader yesterday and a shout out to Sasha at Bray Academy. Uh, it was a great 45 minutes of just 
you know, answering uh, Sasha's questions around what we do at CMHA as it relates to youth mental health promotion and youth mental health in general. And uh, I really was quite inspired uh, after our talk where Sasha's like, you know, Stephen, I'm so excited to share with people Ride Don't Hide because she didn't know that we do this and we've been doing this for the last five years. And she said, oh, you know, I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to share things. I'm going to like things. I'm going to really bring this out into the open. And that's what it's about. We started this pandemic by saying we got to love big. And, and I think this is a great way where families, communities can love even bigger uh, as they ride for purpose, as they do yoga for purpose, as they roller skate, dance, uh, rollerblade, all of these sorts of things. It's incredible what is happening. The movement that has been, been going on from coast to coast to coast in Canada. So we're really thrilled that people had that opportunity to join Brandon's ride. Go to that link right below. Uh, join Brandon's team. Uh, I've joined his team. My family. You're joining his team. Everybody's joining team. And Brandon, uh, last word for you. Talk to me about how staff have really come on board here at CMHA Manitoba, Winnipeg. Yeah, staff are just jumping on this right now. And it's so exciting. Um, and I think people are just being really proud about where they work and, and being really interested in just sharing all the amazing things that CMHA does. So um, stay tuned for some fun, some more fun uh, teams that are joining. Uh, staff are uh, collaborating on that now. So stay tuned for that. Thank you, Brandon and Stephen. And let's go to the next segment. Hey, Brandon. Great to uh, great to see you again. Yeah, it's nice seeing you on the screen. I can't wait to uh, get back to seeing you in person. But I, I like I like the artwork in your in your apartment there. That looks sweet. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> actually speaking to our topic today, which is environmental wellness, uh, one of the eight dimensions of wellness. Winnipeg is in a bit of a rough shape with COVID right now. And so we're taking all the precautions that we need to take to stay safe. And so we're recording this over Zoom. And we thought this was a perfect opportunity to introduce this environmental dimension of wellness. There's so many aspects of our wellness that are tied into all the things around us. And so we recognize too that when we're in a place all the time, such as our home, our environment, whether there's garbage on the floor, whether everything's squeaky clean with no dust on anything, all these different factors can have a big impact on our wellness. Brandon, uh, can you describe how you set up your bike in your home for training? So obviously having a right environment when I'm prepping for the 330 ride is so important. Putting things around you that honor your values, I think, is really important. But also just it's about who is in your environment. I always think that setting up an environment, A, should be respectful of you. So um, ensuring that it's you know tidied up. And for the most part, I think it's pretty good. But I think that's so important. And just, yeah, being aware of kind of who you're surrounding yourself with is really important too. Yeah. I don't know. Those are some things that I kind of think of when it comes to my environment. Yeah. What do you think, James? Like when you're thinking of an environment, like things that I haven't thought of in terms of having a really healthy environment. Yeah, I think it's all about your environment being an extension of yourself and something that is both nice to look at and is something that facilitates the best you. So 
I've seen pictures of your training setup. It's very cool. And what really stuck out to me was the area for the dog to sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know what we were really hoping that he would go lay down in that bed uh, when I was riding, like catch it, but he's normally uh, there when I'm riding beside me. He likes to, well, sometimes he licks, he definitely will give me a lick when I'm done. So I guess that supports my environment. (laughs) <laughs> um, although i don't i usually stop him he usually gets one in really quickly and as i'm saying this he's actually asleep beside me right now it's super cute yeah so i'm thinking of in your environment things that respect the ones you love such as having a spot for your dog i know in my apartment i have an area with pictures of both my late dog who passed away five and a half years ago and his best friend who became one of my best friends in the dog world in the last couple of years. And this toy poodle, a beautiful little poodle passed away not too long ago. So I just want to really honor both of them and having the pictures of them beside each other. They were best friends in this life. And so I took the time to put something that honors them there and, uh, Hope I don't get too teary eyed, but you know, even if it brings up the emotions, it's all about like feeling that in the moment and, and honoring it. And even if it makes things come up, I'm glad it's there. So, yeah, I, I mean, I guess like, I mean, now you're making me think about what's in my space. I've got like board games all around me on the shelf, crokinole board, a, jet, a light up jet sign. Um, laundry that needs to be put away (laughs) (laughs) you can relate Uh, (laughs) and it's not only the environment around you which is especially important when you're confined to your home with your household it's about creating that social environment as well so when you are joining brandon's team or creating your own team for ride don't hide 2021 to connect with people when you're fundraising talk with people and really make the effort to connect. And that's what we're all about at this podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, it's about really finding those ways to connect when the times are tough. We aren't able to go to the grocery store with someone else from our household. Then that's just the reality of being in Manitoba right now. It's, and it's tough. It, it weighs on you, even if you know, it's the best thing for public health these restrictions do weigh on people for sure. And I think something that weighs on our youth so much these days is the environment in general, just the environment of our home is an extension of ourself, but the environment of our planet is something that weighs on a lot of people. And I know it weighed on me when I was dealing with some really tough mental illness. I was really, really consumed by thoughts about what was going on what was going on with climate change. I was talking to my psychologist and he told me, James, all this worry is legitimate. You're perfectly valid in thinking the way you are. I just need to refocus you a bit. And he said, so imagine that there's, imagine I'm talking to David Suzuki and I say, you know, David, I've got this client, James, who." He just can't stop thinking about the environment. I know he's got his heart in the right place, but he 
contributes to mental health initiatives and I want to be able to get him well enough that he's able to contribute that good to the world. And so I picture every time when I think I'm getting down, I picture David Suzuki coming to me and saying, you know, James, I don't think it's best for you to be staying in your basement, not able to face the outside world. You know, my messages, they're for the people who are uh, speeding down the road and not caring about their gas consumption. They're for the people who are throwing their water bottles on the ground or in the garbage instead of the recycling bin. I'm really trying to promote this for everyone, but the good that you put out in the world, and this can be this can be compared to the initiatives with Ride Don't Hide. It's the good you put out in the world will circle back and help all the problems of the world in some way, in its own special way, even if it's just within yourself. So when I demonstrate a commitment to my work and my advocacy efforts, I'm helping in my own little way. This is my talent. This is what I do. This is not a task for me to solve all myself. All I can do is be that individual that can be fighting for change in my own way. And when you're contributing to Ride Don't Hide, think about how much the youth are going through with with all the environmental concerns nowadays. They're growing up in a world where they're uncertain what their future will look like. This is so tough to grow up with and cope amidst the pandemic, all these things that are going on. It's one initiative that has a big ripple effect. This is a sizable amount of people who are now going into their adult life feeling equipped to deal with mental health challenges as they come up. And they'll be able to give some good in their own way too. They'll feel empowered. They'll feel ready to contribute in their own way. And maybe one of them becomes, going back to the subject I was worried about, maybe one of them becomes a climate scientist. It kind of sounds like when you're saying environment, the environmental component for wellness, in some ways it's kind of how we project that environment and how we support the environments around us that contribute to our wellness. Um, even by even by supporting a fundraiser, uh, making a donation, things like that, or, or, it's, or it's the messaging and the words you use to help promote and encourage other people creates a positive environment for you. Um, kind of sounds like that's almost how it can come full circle by participating in something like Ride Don't Hide, um, supporting a worth like a worthwhile cause. You know, that even can contribute to my a positive environment around me. Mm-hmm. That's exactly it. It's sort of that ripple effect. You just picture dropping a rock in a pond, and you see in one area of the lake it'll increase the ripples across the whole lake and then if you drop it in a different area of the pond they all start to overlap and intersect and create something bigger than itself in the first place it's kind of like when marion was speaking a little bit about the person um who heard our youth programming speak up which was at the time that mile five program and then it kind of came full circle they heard something and speak up and now they're working with cmha um and supporting others it's just that kind of a ripple effect and and who knows where what your donation to youth, youth mental health, um, or your participation in Pride Don't Hide, or sharing a Facebook post, or making a team, or joining a team, um, all contributes to your positive environment. And kind of like who knows what that ripple effect will do, eh? Yeah, there's so much potential with it. There's every dollar really goes a long way. It's just seeing, you know, we have the three thirty challenge this year. We're asking 
everyone who participates to be able to fundraise $330. This doesn't have to be all from you, but it's about building those connections. And we want to show what it's like for us on the day-to-day, what it's like campaigning for this initiative, how you can go about doing it in your daily life. And it's all about building those connections. It's about knowing why this is so important so that when you go and talk to your family, you talk to your friends, you build that social connection, which is part of your environmental wellness. It's so powerful when you really connect with the message that we've had this year, which is move more, give back and feel better. It's really so true. I've had a lot of time to think about those words and there's a real power to it. Yeah, no, I, I would totally agree too. And, and, and just the more that I'm becoming engaged with, with Ride, Don't Hide, and um, obviously I'm moving a lot more, giving back. Uh, I've, I've just, I just posted uh, this last week about, um, about my role to my friends and family on my social media channels. And, and I must say, like, just the feeling that I get just knowing that um, I'm promoting something so healthy, so positive, and something um, I'm sharing within my environment something that is so meaningful to me. So Brandon, what's one way you like to contribute to your own environment, whether that be your apartment, whether that be your community, whether that be the whole world? You know, when we are allowed to visit, people are allowed to come over. I think that part of what I contribute to a positive environment, what I contribute to my environment can be my attitude in terms of those that are coming in that door, no matter kind of what background they're from, things that they're doing or things that they're not doing, um, you know, doesn't mean that I treat them any different. And I, I want to kind of, you know, spread that, uh, spread the love to no matter who, who it is, right? Um, and have a lot of Jets uh, stuff up. Um, I also always wear my Jets jersey on game days, um, especially playoffs. So that contributes to my positive environment. Does it help you feel connected when you wear that? Totally. Yeah, I was talking about that with somebody the other day. Um, you know, um, was just that like I'm I'm by myself in my living room. Uh, sometimes my roommates are, sometimes it's not. Um, and I joke about that, and I've been doing this since the pandemic started. That when a team is playing that I'm really interested in, I always throw on my jersey. So maybe other people with other sports do that too. Um, and it's just interesting because nobody can see it, but. Um, uh, you know, unless I'm up in the main area where the living room window is bigger, but nobody can see it, but it, it still contributes to the positive environment. And I'm not sure what it is about that. Um, I'm just sitting there on my couch with my jersey on, risking all of the ketchup stains that could go on it. Um, but it still contributes to my positive environment. I'm willing to take that risk, James, with nobody there around me, you know? Um, but it still does. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It still feels great. I don't know. I, I feel more engaged, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you got it. Good question. And that just got me thinking about how whenever I'm working on a project, whenever I've got something on the go, I tend to let my environment go with it. When I let my environment go with it, it becomes a reflection of what's going on in my head. Maybe I'm stressed, maybe I'm anxious. And so I find that as soon as I'm done a project, as soon as I've hit submit, as soon as I've sent that email, that's when I start cleaning my environment up all around me. And I think that that's something tangible that I can actually work on is ordering my environment before everything becomes disordered and anxious. 
And I think too, I challenge you at home as you're listening to this to just take a mindful look around you. Just take that deep breath, take that pause. Everything's so busy and stressful right now. Everything's so traumatic just what with what's going on in the world between, as we mentioned last week, the tragedy in Kamloops. We have coronavirus numbers that are just, it's really quite humbling as to where we are right now that, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back. This is a really tough time for everyone. And maybe one of the little things you can challenge yourself to do over the next week or so is to look around your environment, look around your house, apartment. If you, if you're sharing a space with someone, how can you share the space in a more effective way? So that's something that we can do and also create your space for ride. Don't hide. I'm going to be doing yoga this year as part of my ride. So I've already tested some of my Chromecast capabilities to be able to find the best videos to go along with. I'm making sure that I have a space to be able to actually do it. So knowing what furniture to move to be able to do the yoga, I'm going to see if anyone wants to have an accountability framework with me, say, oh, I did 10 minutes of yoga today. How much did you do? So I challenge you to, when you sign up for your ride, to set up your environment in a way that facilitates that. And I think great things will come from that. What would a podcast be without me, the host, leading you, the listener, to think about the things that I want you to think about? There's a couple of messages I want to get across today, and I hope I got across these messages with my stories and my vulnerability around mental health. One is to lead with love, to always have love in your heart. And two, I've given you an avenue to do so. Join Brandon's team at the link below and give back to a cause that really matters. Thank you.